Welcome to Fierce Fit Feminine and Other F-Words, a place where women come to learn how to improve their health, beauty, styling, and communication. I'm Christine Brunelli, and I'm your host, and today we're talking about your voice, not your singing voice. I wish I could talk about that. We're going to be talking about your speaking voice. Have you ever heard yourself and thought, no, turn it off. I don't like my voice. I can relate. I record a podcast, so of course I'm thinking about voice all the time, but I also consume podcast content. I listen to TED Talks. I listen to people speak in different areas in on the interweb, all of that, and there are certain voices I can't tolerate. Can you relate? I never want to be that voice, and if you're a woman who is interested in using your voice to improve communication, this episode is for you. Let's get started. moment you can figure out what it is you're supposed to be doing, the sooner you are able to get about the business of doing that. You recognize that voice, don't you? Of course you do. It is world famous. That's Oprah Winfrey. Well, there's another voice I'll bet you can recognize. Let's take a listen to this one. The soft phrase of peace for since these arms of mine had seven years gift. That's James Earl Jones, Darth Vader on Star Wars, another world-famous voice in the male world. And those two voices I just shared have something in common I'm going to get to in a minute. But if you were with me last week, we talked about body language and your nonverbal communication. Communication is made up, successful communication is made up of three parts, your words, your tone, and your body language. So if you did not catch the body language episode, It's the one right before this one. Go back and have a listen. It is not super deep, but it is fun just to think about how you use your eyes, your eyebrows, your hands, your legs, your shoulders, how how your body is communicating with your facial expressions. And today we're talking about how we're using our voice and your words and your tone are a lot. If you're someone who is in position of leadership, speaking in front of an audience, or your voice has some type of authority in front of people, you need to establish your credibility right away. Tone and pitch and your uniqueness sets you apart from the robotic sound of Siri... Alexa and other digital voices. We're getting accustomed to listening to them. And if you want to be trusted more than those robots, practicing voice will instill confidence in your listeners. Okay. And a little side note, Alexa was a human voice that they worked, uh, they, they made it kind of robotic, but there is a woman, if you Google it, you could find out uh, her, her voiceover work in TV commercials. You can really hear the pitch and the tone. It is Alexa. If you know what Alexa's voice sounds like, it was human, but they've digitized it. Well, let's just talk about some examples of famous voices. More Freeman, George Clooney, James Earl Jones, Beyonce, Oprah, Kate Blanchett. A lot of these, you know right away when you hear them speak, but what's different about them? Well, that list I just read, they are deep and authoritative. Oprah Winfrey, James Earl Jones have deep authoritative voices when you listen to them speak, especially James Earl Jones. You can't get much deeper than that, right? Studies have proven that people with deep voices that speak deep but clearly establish authority and instill confidence in their listeners. 
immediate authority just by the depth of their voice. Oprah has it. Did you hear her? If you if you want to catch it again, rewind, go back and listen to that clip again, or do your own little search. A deeper voice establishes credibility. You can take your own voice down a couple octaves. If I want to get really serious with you, I'm going to get and drop my voice. I'm going to go a little bit lower and we're going to have a conversation. And if I'm really excited and I'm up here, we're going to have a conversation. Do you see the difference? When I drop my voice down, I'm not monotone. I'm just down a few octaves. My natural voice is the one that you hear in these episodes. I am not as deep as Oprah, but I'm not way up high either. I don't know where your voice is. And we're going to talk about how you can find your natural and how we can play with it. So... They've done a study at the University of Miami and Duke, and they found beyond a shadow of a doubt that the deep and authoritative voice, people believed it was more integritous, that that person was more competent, and they had physical power just from, just from their voice, that they were more integritous. They had more integrity because their voice was deep. Interesting, right? Well, let's go into the approachable experts. There's a different type of voice. This would be Meryl Streep, Matthew McConaughey. The approachable voice is lighter than the previous examples, but they're warm. They're familiar. They build trust easily. I don't know about you, but Matthew McConaughey, I could listen to that guy say anything. He could read me the ABCs and my eyes would get really big. (laughs) I love listening to him speak. Part of it is because, oh, well, we won't go there. I'm getting off on a bunny trail. But that voice, those voices, Meryl Streep as well, those examples are considered approachable experts. They're not a higher they're not too much higher octave than the first group, but they are a little, a little higher, but they're considered familiar. They, they sound like someone you can relate to, someone that you can know. How many of us know someone that has a voice as deep as James Earl Jones? You see, it's not as common. Then you can speak to somebody like Matthew McConaughey. You might know somebody that has a voice that kind of has that pitch and tone and rhythm about it. It's more familiar because it seems more accessible. And when it's more accessible, they are considered an approachable expert because it has a built-in trust factor just by the sound. Isn't that amazing? And I want you to think about this. When people are voice actors in TV commercials, they're telling you, they're trying to sell you something. They are chosen based on how they communicate whatever it is, the script they're reading, because they want the viewer to feel a certain way just by their voice. You never see their face ever. So if you ever wonder why I would dedicate an entire episode to voice, that's it. Your voice combined with your body language is the way you're expressing who you are, what you want, your hopes, dreams, and fears. All of that can be effectively communicated if you understand how to use them properly. And if someone can get you to buy something without you seeing their face, oh, they're good. (laughs) And if you understand that using a deep authoritative voice, for example, when you are correcting child behavior, you might drop your voice down. Right? But if you want to maybe 
admonish them in a more friendly way, you would go to the approachable expert voice. Well, let's not think of it in terms of parenting. Let's think of it in terms of running your team at work. Let's think of it in terms of maybe communicating on social media. How about maybe, I don't know, you're dating and you want to use, you know, Marilyn Monroe had a breathy voice that men, it drove them crazy. They couldn't get enough of it. Dating. We're going to get into that in a second because there's something, well, I'm just going to go there now. There is something called the halo effect. And the halo effect is where people have an impression of someone being more attractive based on voice alone. So if they heard a recording of a voice, let's say it would be similar to Marilyn Monroe, but they couldn't see a face, just listening to the sound and the rhythm and the pitch, the tone, all of it, they automatically assume what this person looks like. It's called the halo effect. And in in comedy, sometimes they would use that in maybe sitcoms or movie comedies where someone is on the phone with, I don't know, a telemarketer or 1-800-SEX-CALL or something like that. And this really breathy, sexy voice is on the other line. And in their mind, they picture this gorgeous woman. And then they get face to face with the woman and it's not anything of what they imagined. And that's the the whole point. That's the joke, right? Their voice doesn't match what the person imagined them to look like. That's called the halo effect. And interestingly, you're listening to podcasts. My podcast is not on YouTube yet. I'm audio only. The only way you're going to see my face is if you find me on social media. If you find me on Instagram by my name, Christine Brunelli, you'll be able to match my voice with my face. But if you listen to other podcasts, like some of the mystery, there's like mystery books and mystery stories or comedians or whatever, and you don't actually see their face, you're in your mind, you're making up an image of what you think that person looks like, aren't you? It's interesting, just on voice alone. Okay, changing gears. Let's listen to this one. My idea of consciousness. Uh, God is not a thing. Uh, something you can necessarily see. Can you guess who that is? That's Hugh Jackman. Now, I have others that I can play for a foreign accent, but I'm going to pass because this is a podcast for women, and so many women swoon over Hugh Jackman, but the foreign accent is an interesting piece in communication when it comes to voice. Everyone is drawn to different accents. Some people find British to be more upscale than Australian, but they kind of sound the same. Well, that's interesting because if you do find British to be a little bit more polished and upscale, they have done some studies to show that people believe the Australian accent is perceived to be as more, more like fun and flirtatious and British is more formal and refined. So accents play a big role. I wonder which accent you're drawn to. There are certain people in the movies that I, I'm okay with Hugh Jackman accent. I, I'm not drawn to it the same as Matthew McConaughey doesn't have an act. Well, he does have kind of a Texas thing, but that's not an accent. That's more, I've seen his movies and he has that whole charisma thing. So I can't use his voice as an example, but certain people have a beautiful accent that I'm drawn to. Uh, Antonio Banderas. Oh my gosh, that guy. Okay. It's Spanish, Portuguese. I don't know where he's from. I think it's Spanish. It's 
amazing to me. I'm drawn to it like a moth to a flame. I could listen to him speak. Actually, all of my friends from Mexico, the men who have broken English with that accent, I'm drawn to that. Now, some people, that would repel them. That's not their thing. They, they're more drawn to something else. And I only bring up accent because this podcast is played all over the world. And I don't know where you are and where you're listening from, but your accent makes a difference on your listeners. So if you are trying to reach people across the globe, if you have that British or maybe South African or any of that type of accent, you're going to attract a certain type of listener. You're going to have people imagine that that halo effect is going to come over you because of your accent. Now, I'm not suggesting that you go out and fake an accent for whoever you're speaking to. I'm just introducing the topic and the idea because accents play a role in how we're perceived by our listeners. And that is why I was playing different clips. I wanted you to hear the differences. There is one more clip I want you to hear. Now, I didn't know this piece of information until I started doing research for this episode. There is someone who has been voted 89% of the vote, this, this person won 89% of a vote to have the most calming voice in the world. It's considered raspy, deep, and it's British. And his name is Sir David Attenborough. And I'm going to play a clip here. Let's see if we all can agree if this is calming. You are about to follow a 10-minute guided meditation. By following my voice... You will be guided on a journey that will help lead you to a state of deep relaxation. Are you relaxed? <laughs> Was that calming? I know I am just playing these little clips off of YouTube, and I need to give credit to all of those clips that I just pulled those off of YouTube. I don't own the rights to any of them. I used it merely for an example. His voice has been voted unanimous, well, 10% of the people didn't vote for him, but 89% of the people did say he has the most calming voice on the globe for calm and peace. And if you look for Sir David Attenborough in YouTube, you can find all of his nature videos, but you can also find these guided meditation videos. So if you liked it, if you dig it, go back and find him. But did you think it was calming? I'm wondering when you get in there and listen, he really does have a soothing, that raspiness is kind of quiet and soothing. But what is interesting is it's soothing, but it's not monotone. And that's the next thing I want to talk about is pitch. We have to change our pitch. We need to go up and down in order to hold our audience's attention. If you you know, this is something that you've heard monotone speakers, you were in high school or college or were in a meeting where they're just, that's even has pitch. I can't even do monotone. It's difficult. <laughs> but you know, where they just never changed the pitch and they just kept it all the same the entire time. And we're just going to go through all of these bullet points one through 20. And in the meantime, blah, 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 blah. You know, you get that feeling, right? Of where I'm trying to tell you how monotone, it's monotony, right? Monotone is monotony. That is a way to lose your listener. They're going to check out, not pay attention. You need to practice pitch and tone. And I am not an expert in this, but I am a student of it. And that is why I'm sharing it here. One of the things 
to hold your listener is to finish the word on a high note. Finish the word on a high note. Listen to this. Finish the word on a high note. There's a different sound. See the pitch is different. When you finish it on a high note and you link your words together, it's better for your listener. It's easier for your listener. When you're monotone and then maybe drop down low, that's not so easy for the listener. And your goal is to use your voice to have it be easy for your listener because you want to use your voice to communicate your message. So pitch makes a difference. And if you want to practice pitch after you're finished listening to this episode, we're just about done, use the word ice cream. You can play with pitch with the word ice cream in a lot of different ways. Ice cream. That's one way to pitch it. Ice cream. Pitch. Ice cream. No pitch. (laughs) Use a simple word like that and play with pitch and see if you can get it to sound differently. If people use the wrong accent where we're not used to hearing pitch. Maybe they speak a foreign language and they don't know when we say ice cream in the United States, we don't say ice cream. We say ice cream, right? When they're learning our language, they don't know where our pitch and tones and all those things are. So it sounds different when we hear them say it. Well, your job in your native language is to use pitch in the proper way to hold the listener and keep them interested. And you can practice with the word ice cream, just for fun. Okay, last one I want to cover is ums and ahs and other filler words like, um, mm-hmm, yeah, okay. I'm guilty of some ahs. I'm, I, I use them as fillers, but not as much as I used to. And what really cured me of that, honestly, was starting a podcast a little bit over a year ago. I had to hear my voice and it was terrible. For me, it was nails on a chalkboard, but I heard how many ums, ahs, and awkward pauses I had. And I realized I needed to practice getting more clear in my messaging, speaking with less filler words, getting more comfortable with some few seconds of silence. Because a lot of times we use those words to fill silence Problem, though, is when we do a lot of ums and ahs, it implies to our listener that we don't have the information that we're supposed to have. We don't have the credibility that they are looking for. We are not confident in what we are speaking. When we can speak without ums and ahs, we definitely are perceived as more confident and more intelligent. Now, that doesn't mean that you shouldn't have any ums and ahs. Studies are showing that if there are a couple in there, people find you relatable. So you can have a little, if you're, let's say you're having an interview with someone and they ask you a question, you can come direct out with your answer. Of course, very polished answer is wonderful. If you wanted to fill some space while you're thinking, you go, hmm, that's considered a filler word. Hmm, doesn't have to be a negative if you don't do it all the time. If you do hmm, multiple times in a conversation, you're going to drive your audience or your listener crazy. So you want to be really aware of how many filler words you're using. Filler words, again, are, um, uh, I do that one. I do, uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. Instead of just saying, let's see, I'll preface it with, uh, 
Or somebody else might say, um, I am not a big um person. I'm more of an ah person, (laughs) but ums and ahs are in the same category. So you can have a few. The other words you want to try to reduce or eliminate from your verbal communication besides um and ah would be, hmm, okay, so, okay, so. If you think about that, you're buying yourself time, right? You're processing what someone else is saying. So that's one, like. The word like, and I know that's like kind of a valley girl thing from years ago. And if you're not from the United States, that is a valley in California. The the TV and movies would portray a girl with a valley girl chewing gum and saying like all the time. Like, I just went to the hair salon like, and they did my hair like, oh, like it took them forever. Like they didn't even get the color like, you know what I mean? So here how many times I use the word like. So that started getting attention then, but a lot of us use use the word like way too much. So filler words are a big deal. Trying to eliminate filler words and using them sparingly. You can use them, but you don't want to use them too much. I want to wrap up with what can you do? You practice. And there is, if you have a cell phone, which most of the world does now, there is a voice recording app on your phone. I'm going to challenge you to try to speak on any topic any topic, no one's going to hear it except for you. Try to speak for five minutes. Everybody has five minutes in their life. Find a topic that you know you don't need notes for and speak on it for five minutes. Pretend that you're doing a podcast episode and just introduce yourself. Hi, my name is blah, blah, blah. And I'm here to talk about this. And this is what I want to tell you and why and go for five minutes record yourself. Be in your car where no one is with you and just take that five minutes and see how many times you pause, see what your pitch and your tone is. And of course, you're going to pay attention to your filler words, your ums, ahs, and other things. That is what I have for you today. I hope this episode was fun. It was a little bit different style for me. I sure had fun preparing it and sharing it with you. I'm so glad that you spent this time with me. Thank you for being here. If you're brand new here, I want to welcome you and say thank you. I'm so glad you're still here at the end of this episode. I am all about helping women and specifically women in business improve their life, improve their business skills by improving their health. I have a chiropractic degree. I've practiced for 29 years, so we work on health. Beauty. I've owned a beauty salon for several years. I just sold it in March 2022, but I have beauty background experience and styling and communication as an experienced employer for 29 plus years. I take all of that information and impart it to you through these episodes. So if it's something that you would love more of, hit subscribe so that you get notified every time a new episode releases. And until next time, my friend, have a fierce, fit, feminine, and fabulous day.